This is Killstreak. Greetings, Halloween sucksacks. This is Killstreak episode 80. I'm Eric Gosselin, joined here once again, and as always, by Mr. Mike Price. How are you? Am I to uh, assume from the look you gave me that the mic was hot when I snorted during the theme song? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll just clip it out, though, before. <laughs> no, no, leave this in. It's a little verisimilitude for everyone. Hi, everybody at home. <laughs> we are humans. We have bodily functions. Not me, though. I never get horny. That's publicized. It's one that's missing. From yeah, it's one that's missing. Yeah. Just like how Michael Myers is absent of a soul and a sense of morality. I am. Well, usually until. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you notice on Twitter I tweeted that picture out? Which one? Well, maybe we're not talking about the same thing. The single tear. Oh, no, but we are talking about the same thing. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not see the picture. There was a tweet announcing that we are covering both uh, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, mm. in this one episode. Yeah. Initially, we were going to just do 4, um, and then we, we were... I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. We were disc golfing on Saturday. Fuck, man. <laughs> Blooper spot. Christ. I uh, <laughs> I do always mentally prepare an excuse if somebody asks me like why I'm so like dusty and like sweaty. <laughs> like, I was hiking. Yeah, we were just on a hike. I mean, it's not dis- It's not inaccurate. We were mm-hmm. hiking. Yeah, we were just also chucking some discs poorly. Yeah. Um, listening to some slightly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it really does attract a certain type of person. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we decided it just kind of makes the most sense to, because these movies are like, literally one is like it Halloween two is the Hall- like it takes place immediately after four. Yeah, and well, it's all not, the same. Cast. Yeah, I mean partially immediately after, and then and then yeah. it time jumps right, but yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 as closely linked as as any two movies in this series I, I imagine are going to be besides those first two. So. Um, so you mentioned a time jump, which mm. made me, I was thinking today yeah, uh, about the, you know, in, in Friday the 13th, we have a convoluted timeline. Sure. Where, it was a lot of fun to keep track of. It was a lot of fun to keep track of. <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> where like, you know, we would, part two takes place like six or seven years after part one, but it's all, it was released the next year. Right. And it just kind of does that for a while, mm-hmm. catches up eventually. And then we're in fucking space. So right. it's, it's all crazy. This one runs very linear, linearly, mm-hmm. except there are multiple universes. There's like timelines that are all different. Okay. And by that, I mean, there is the track we're on now. Yeah. Is, with these two movies is Halloween one, mm-hmm. two, yep. skip three, right, four, five, and six. Right. That's like one mm-hmm. Halloween timeline of canon. Right. And then there's the David Gordon Green stuff, which is which skips two right? Halloween one, yeah, and then it's the David Gordon Green remake, right. and then the new one. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, the Rob Zombie. It's his own thing. It's just two separate just movies, completely, completely alternate universe. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Then you have three, which is also its own universe. Yeah. And then you have the Halloween H2O track, which uh-huh. is one, two, Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> so those skip four, five, six. Those skip three, four, five, and six. Yeah, they just disregard right. them completely. Three is easy because three it's, is unrelated to anything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is it. Okay. But there's like, you know, there's different. It, that brings me to like a point I'll be making later mm-hmm. about like my feelings on one of these movies in particular. Okay. Uh, but it is really funny. Like there's no other film series I can think of that has largely the same characters. Yeah. But just will just disregard plot points from the last. I want to think about this now. I feel like this is a challenge. If yeah. I can yeah. Think, something think else. about it. it. It's It's really fun. Yeah, uh, it certainly doesn't happen really with Chucky. Like each Chucky movie, like kind of builds on itself. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And Friday Thirteenth also kind of builds on itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this one just is all loosey goosey and weird. Yeah. And part of that reason, let's just get into. Uh, unless you have anything else you want to cover at the top, we we're just a packed episode. This is yeah, it's a du- I mean, it's practically a double episode, so we are going to just keep on moving here. So yeah, take us take us in. We're doing a little uh, little swip swap. Is that a little thing? swip swap <laughs> here? Swip yeah. Swap, yeah. <laughs> um, Mike didn't really have that much time to uh, to do to re- do research. I actually watched for part five. I watched the Joe Bob version of it on Shutter, and also I've been listening to Amy Nicholson's podcast Halloween Unmasked. <clears throat> it's eight episodes long. I highly recommend it. It's very good. It's mostly about part one mm-hmm. but there is one of the episodes is about the sequels remakes yeah um and then it kind of leads up to david gordon greens it's clearly like i won't say it's branded content but mm-hmm. like if it weren't for their that movie coming out i don't think it ever would have been made sure. so like the last episode is all about mm-hmm. david gordon green's movie um so let's talk a little bit about how halloween four came to be sure as we all know halloween 3 season of the witch was considered to be a colossal failure colossal both box office wise and critically roundly hated yeah and part of the reason was people were expecting more michael myers Mm -hmm. and also it's a weird weird ass movie yeah but if think if it weren't called halloween 3 then it would have been fine. Like it would just kind of probably just would have been forgotten, or maybe just a cult film that. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. We even talked about this last week. Yeah, we exactly. Yeah. Um, so once that's all said and done, um, there was a, t- a, a. I just read that there was a brief moment where John Carpenter was being approached by Canon Films, mm-hmm. who had just finished Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, okay. uh, and they were offering him to make Halloween four, which he wasn't going to direct. And he had in mind, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently he had Joe Dante in mind to direct a Halloween four. Interesting. Uh, Deborah Hill would have produced as well. Yeah. Um, that fell apart. And then Mustafa Akkad, who we've mentioned, we haven't really talked much about. No, he's a, he's a Syrian American filmmaker. Yeah. Um, who, <laughs> was the, really the only consistent party through, I think, all of the movies until he passed away. Do you know how he passed away? He, in a terrorist attack, Yeah, a terrorist right? attack, yeah. Yeah, with his, his daughter. His da- him and his daughter 
like I think were killed by a suicide bomber. Or it yeah. was like in the lobby of a hotel. In, yeah. In um, maybe it was Syria. I'm not sure where. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he's an interesting guy because he was primarily making. He was very famous in uh, Syria, and he was making giant Bible epics or mm-hmm. or uh, you know, the. Um, his Quran, the Quran, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, he made like the life of Muhammad, mm-hmm. which was very controversial because you're not supposed to show images of Muhammad, right? Um, so like it, there was a certain point when there was a like a hit out for him, mm-hmm. uh, and that was like his, that was his thing. He wanted to make these movies, and so Halloween, the Halloween series, yeah, in his affiliation with that, allowed him to do that. Pretty much just like it was like a little personal bank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of incentive to keep it going. Uh, and at this point, John Carpenter, Deborah Hill had no interest whatsoever. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you know the exact details in, in the stuff that you learned, but I know that at some point, either before four or before five, they fully sold their interest in it, right? That's, what I, get, that's okay. what I was getting to. Yeah. Um, so basically, Mustafa Akkad bought them out okay. of their interest in Halloween. Is and that, that prior to four? That's prior to four. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then that's how four and five and six mm-hmm. came to be. I mean, also six, seven, all the others. Right. But this is now the first fully Mustafa Akkad mm-hmm. movie in what it is, you know, he, he is now at the helm. Right. He's He is the... The only person that everyone reports to, he is the the decision maker. Yes, and I was thinking about this a lot on my drive over here, <laughs> and yeah, and I wanted to pose a question to you, which is, has it ever been? Can you think of a series or a franchise that has succeeded? Like in terms of quality, when the person in charge was a was an executive was a producer. producer. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No. Like the closest thing I can come up with is the MCU. Sure, yeah, right? yeah which yeah. is like for all accounts, by all accounts, seems to be the, the brainchild of Kevin Feige, and he is in charge of everything. Yes, and you know some people enjoy those films more than others but they've certainly been successful totally yeah i know they're usually when it's just left in the money man's hands yeah like the uh <laughs> the product usually suffers yeah i'm just like I'm, I'm scratching my my brain to think of is has there ever been just like a producer a money person with great taste that's just like really shepherded a series um you know i mean i don't know about a series but like dino de Laurentiis mm-hmm. had some weird like you know, he made like Conan, right? But he also made like Blue Velvet, which is yeah. always his his association with David Lynch has always been very funny to me <laughs> yeah. because it's like he's a money guy, like like you know he just sees dollar bills, right? Uh, and then he like ties hitches his cart to David Lynch, who like could not be farther from any of that, or he just doesn't he sure. just wants to make the things that he wants to make. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, right. But I mean, but it I, worked out. There's a way to look at Lynch too, though, that it's like he is really arresting it's like you know david lynch is not you know he's not a he had he's been a successful oh, maker totally. of things yeah, yeah right yeah. like people want to see what he's doing so, yeah you know yeah no it's true it's true it, what a different time though there, yeah. there's not really i guess like who's who's the arty director now that people love i mean 
Ari Aster. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, Softy I think Brothers. people are pretty excited. I will be excited about what they do next. Yeah, you know? yeah. But none of them come close to touching the level of sort of just, like, transgression. Yes. That you get in a Lynch movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, okay. So, um, Mustafa Khad is now in charge. Uh, Woohoo! He, I, I don't have all the details on how, like, this movie came to be, but mm. I will talk. The director is a Dwight H. Little. Did you look at his IMDb a little bit? Uh, I took a very... I, I had a very, very brief look. It's, there's some fun stuff in there. Uh, I want to call attention okay. to... Um, Marked for Death, the Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. He directed. <laughs> one of the three-word three three word names. That's, yep. that's how you know it's a good one. Uh, Rapid Fire starring Brandon Lee, Ooh. which is fun. I like that movie. Free Willy 2. <laughs> <laughs> and um uh oh murder at 1600 <laughs> and oh, then a wow. bunch of tv that like, was his big prestige pick, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and like most 90 percent of the directors we've covered mm-hmm. who are just directors for hire on these franchises he's primarily been doing tv now for the sure. past 20 years yeah that makes sense um Oh, I did, you know what I didn't look up is is the writer of this movie. I, um, I think it went through. There a are a couple different... writers, yeah. Well, the first person who who turned in a script, so I had some of this written down, um, was a guy. His his name was Etchison. Uh, oh, was he the sci fi writer? Yes. So he, what was his first name? I just wrote down Etchison. I have um, I have the Wikipedia right here. Okay. Um, it is uh. Blah, 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 blah. Oh. Uh, oh no! I see Alan B. McElroy. Dennis. It was Dennis Etchison. Oh, maybe he just wasn't okay. credited at all. Yeah. So, so this was like wet before Deborah Hill and John Carpenter sold their interest. Like when they thought they might still be producing Halloween Four. Yeah. They brought him in. Uh, he was the guy who wrote the Halloween Two and Halloween Three novelizations, novelizations. in Part yeah. One, I think, as well. Yeah. Did um, we? T- I'm sorry. I don't no, mean yeah. to interrupt you. Did we talk about how? The like, the like curse of thorn thing was introduced no. in the novelization. No. Not okay, at that all. was something that I learned. Do I don't know shit about it. Like, okay, uh, I've never seen any of these movies. I'm realizing, like, I thought I had seen some of. I don't think I've seen four, five, and six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people miss those. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um. So now, as it's is uh introduced in five mm-hmm. really is that thorn tattoo yeah which so far in five by the end of five still has five. no idea what it yeah any of it means. Yeah, yeah yeah so that was actually an idea that was introduced in okay. part in, in, in i think the novel i almost do, i want you to step lightly because i imagine i'm going to learn more about this thorn shit in six you will absolutely and will. right now i still have no clue okay what i'll step is. lightly but yeah. it's it is his idea was that Michael was possessed by the evil of Thorn or something, which was like a Samhain. Okay. Like, it, and it was introduced in... It's somehow... Mm, yeah. It just bled through into these movies, and now that's what these movies are, <laughs> which is fucking insane. Anyway, uh, back, to, back yeah. to your regularly scheduled program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Etchison... And this this is with... When they were thinking... You mentioned Joe Dante. Like, so they had this Etchison script, and Joe Dante was the director they were thinking about. And then this is... Always a good sign. Mustafa Khan gets the Etchison script and uh, dismisses it immediately, deeming it too cerebral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, 
Yeah, that's uh, red flags flying up everywhere. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we got some returning cast members from the, uh, you know, Donald Pleasance is always there. He's a mm-hmm. constant in this series yeah. up until six when he passed away. Oh, and just because we're moving on from the writing, the guy who came in to redo the script was named Alan McElroy. Yes, yes. Um, and he wrote the final one in 11 days before writer's strike. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then we got newcomer Danielle Harris. Yes. Who plays Jamie. Um, I have... A, 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 I probably have told this before. I don't know. Uh-huh. I felt like a total creep because she's a ta- she's a child in this movie. Yes, she, she is. is playing younger than she actually is. I think she's like eleven or something when okay. she shot it. She's playing like seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was a guest judge on a TV show I worked on called Cupcake. Uh, no, Halloween Wars. Sorry. Okay. And I was on set for that day, and I, you know, I don't want to step on my blood and guts check here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. I was like, hey, I'm a, f-. you know, I was like building yeah, up the courage all day. Like, I'm a, f-. you know, I'm actually like a big fan of Halloween 4. You didn't sound like that, didn't you? I mean, no. Okay. But that's how I see it in my head. Okay. So I'm like, I, I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm going to impress her with my D. De- because she's acted since. She's in like sure. the Halloween remakes, I mm-hmm. believe. And she works with Rob Zombie a lot. So like, I'm actually a really big fan of Halloween 4. And she's very nice, but she's like, oh, cool. <laughs> 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 you mean my work when I was a child? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always knew her from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitters. Yes. Yep, one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies. Yep. She's also in Daylight, I believe, and I think Last Boy Scout she's in. Oh, yeah. She's like the, yes, she's the foul-mouthed daughter yeah. of Bruce Willis. Her her co-star, Ellie, um, Ellie Cornell, who plays mm. Tina. Is that her name? No, no, no. Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Um, she, uh, or what, maybe it actually was the girl that played Tina in the next mm-hmm. one, was like... Danielle was the most experienced act, experienced actor on set that I was working with because it's like her first job. Yeah, but Danielle had been working for years. Wait, you're telling me Tina wasn't a seasoned screen <laughs> actor? We'll get to it. We'll get oh, to yeah. it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, Ellie Cornell I mentioned, uh, Michael Pataki. Um, also, he played the uh, the sheriff in that. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Wait, there's, there's... Michael Pataki. Yep. Well, the sheriff in this is in these the movies sheriff? is played by Bo Starr. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Who I maybe. wanted to talk about um, because I know him as he's like the sergeant in a hour long drama series that is very weirdly one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, Due South. Have you ever seen Due South? No, I remember. Is that the Mountie show? Yes, it was the Mountie show created by Paul Haggis. Of, oh, right. Of Crash. <laughs> but it's a really charming entertaining show where a canadian mountie basically comes as a liaison and works with the chicago police department oh right yeah and that's the whole show and so bo star plays like their their chief or whatever oh Uh, i got them confused he plays a doctor okay that makes sense um and a bo star i looked up and his uh brother is also an actor uh, whose last name is Star, and I need to s- fucking scroll to this part of my notes where I have his brother's name written down. But you would absolutely recognize his brother if you saw him. Uh, Mike Star, who probably, maybe most notably, is uh, in Dumb and Dumber, uh, the like the, the guy with the who dies 
from the hot sauce. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his character's name? He's been in a million remember. fucking movies, though. Uh, yeah, his name's Joe. Mental. They call him Mental in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> but uh, he's in a bunch of Coen Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. He's been in everything. But it's like it makes sense that they're brothers when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But Bo Star seems like he's like the more attractive like skinnier brother right right but then mike star is like more of a character actor and books a lot more work but right anyways, yeah shout out post star um so i uh, we're gonna do five now right is that the way we decided i can't remember it's up to you you're running the behind the scenes yeah. show uh so i don't have much else more for four as far as like the making of cool it. um so let's transition now to five, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into the recaps of both movies. I just want everyone to know that this is Eric's plan. So if it feels weird, you should you should tweet at him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay. So like, uh, let's invite the listener in. We were this is the first time we were doing a double episode, so we're like, should we just yeah. do the making of both, and then we do recap one, and then recap like in yeah. thoughts. Um, what do you think? How does it feel to you? Should we just move on to the recap and then? Just make it like a double, like a twin pop. Well, lo- uh, I don't popsicle know how much we... I want to like go to the recap just because that's like what we usually. Yeah, do. I don't. I'm either. not. It's like I don't feel like it's necessarily wrong. It's just different. Let's let's just keep going with the making making okay. of. Yeah, do it. Okay, so five comes out a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a whole script that was written that would make that made sense. It picked the up the ending of the first one. It picked up where the last one left right. off. Uh, and I think it centered more around Danielle Harris's character. Right. Being a child killer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, this is the part that feels weird because it's like, it feels like if we're going to talk about that, we should have just finished talking about part four, right? Well, then, then let's no, break it. No, no, keep going. But just like avoid, re- we have to like avoid referring to. All right, to listen, plot guys, if you're, if you're not watching the movies you shouldn't care about spoilers that's a good point you should fucking watch the movie or read the wikipedia recap yourself we're gonna we're gonna get into spoilers here okay i don't know which crazy person (laughs) listens to a podcast about some i know i know a few yeah i know multiple people that actually care about listening like before they watch the movies which is insane it's crazy but also proves my point that they don't care about spoilers because they're listening to us talk about the whole movie first um anyway so that script uh, was was abandoned once the director Dominique Othenin Girard, a Swedish fella, um, came in and was basically like, "No, we're not doing this." And then he like pitched this other new move. Like he basically pitched what we ended up seeing yeah. in the room. And Mustafa Kad was like, "All right." Yes, yeah, so supposedly he like wrote a fucking dissertation or something about the Halloween series. Yeah, which uh, you would think that. <laughs> Anyways, we'll get there. Um, and so then that was that. He was then he was the director, and he, I think he has writing credits on on the the screenplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And as you'll see, it, it's it. I don't know for better or worse. There's some things that like feel a little like foreign. Yeah foreign movie translated makes some choices and there's there's this movie is fucking wild there's things that he didn't direct um and i'll call them out during the recap there's a couple things that were just added 
after the fact who ba- shot them mustafa Akkad. what i mean i don't know he shot it but he, he had direct- someone shoot he had someone yeah, shoot okay, it got it. it was too tight to part six got it uh, got it and so it's like the ending was different yeah i i i think yeah i think that's i think that was the big thing but okay. also i think like the police officers may have been like sure added after the fact or yeah uh oh and uh, i had something in my notes too i feel bad about about moving backwards but just since we're talking about reshoots also part four had uh similar to halloween 2 had like had gore reshoots done oh really yeah uh with special effects by john carl beekler Oh, um, but yeah, they when when they looked at uh, the the rough cut of four, they were like, yeah, this isn't this isn't like that's too bad, gory man. enough. Yeah, yeah, that's then it's not gory. Yeah, um, there was a uh, one of the deaths that you know I guess I'm afraid of spoiling things now. One of the major <laughs> characters' fine. deaths was supposed to be like uh, scissors down the throat. Sure, turns into scissors in the clavicle yeah. because Did- the character. The woman who played the, actors, the character yeah. didn't want that ending for her character, and they renegotiated. Yeah, that seems like uh, you should just get overruled by the director and the producer. Yeah, on that. it feels that way, right? It's like, like, I don't want to die this way too fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, we have Donald Pleasance and Danielle Harris mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Ellie Cornell. Jesus Christ, yeah. I'm so bad with names. Yeah, Ellie Cornell. Both star also returning. Lot, lots of the same cast. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of. It was pretty dangerous. It seemed. Yeah, some injuries. One of them to the guy who played uh, the shape was a guy named. And this is something we should probably talk about. We we didn't cover with Halloween four, but you know it wasn't an issue with Halloween three because there is no Michael Myers. Yeah. But when we're talking about Halloween 4 and Halloween 5, obviously very Michael Myers-centric. So did you mention that George Wilbur was the one who played Michael Myers in Halloween 4? I didn't mention Halloween that. I, okay. I neglected to do so. Yeah. So he was a guy who was, you know, a stuntman, which is really the case with most of these guys from here on out, I think. Yeah. But very notably... Um, had to wear pads to appear to have a bulkier physique. Sure. Um, he did not come back for five. He's one of the only people in the cast who didn't return. Uh, they replaced him with a guy named Don Shanks, who was, uh, I think he's still alive. I'm not positive. But yeah, so he's actually um, one of the handful of, na- he's a native stuntman. So, um, and he had played. Oh, Native American? Yeah, and he had oh, been cool. in um, these Grizzly Adams, I think, in oh, the 70s. Cool. Uh-huh. And in like a, you know, in not a stunt role. Like a, like he was an actor as well. And yeah, he was one of the guys. He got his nose broken by Donald Pleasance. By Donald Pleasance, yeah. yeah. He was supposed to, he was hitting him with a foam two by four. Yeah. Or his foam on one end and not on the other. Mm-hmm. Donald Pleasance didn't realize that. <laughs> Spun it around. Whacked and... him in the face with it. Also, uh, the girl who played Tina got. <laughs> partially run over by the car during the chase scene what like because it's running through a field yeah and the car was right behind him uh-huh. and she fell over the guy slammed on his brakes uh-huh. the car stopped but like was over her oh geez. over her body but it, but it didn't like it didn't the wheels hurt. didn't the go wheels didn't hit, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. got it that's fucking gnarly yeah, yeah it's gnarly um yeah shanks also got burned uh in the scene where the car blows up jeez uh because fucking director didn't call a cut 
And so he just sat in a burning car until someone else made him call cut. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awful. It's a real mess, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for five as well, uh, which is an, always an elegant way to end a segment. That's pretty much all I have. Just so everybody knows, I foisted this on Eric right at the top. I was just he, he revealed how much behind-the-scenes stuff he had seen, and I was like, well, you should do the behind-the-scenes Yeah, stuff. I mean, I think I did a fine yeah. job. No, you did, but I'm just saying, like, if, yeah, I, I, if you want to plaster over any of the imperfections, it's like you also weren't prepared to do this Right, role. yeah, typically I would have written these things out. Yeah, and, and, yeah but exactly. I didn't. I was kind of just doing it off the top of the dome. Uh, speaking off top of the dome, I'm going to give Mike some dome <laughs> when we pause. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding, folks. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk about some stuff. Don't be too quick. <laughs> we'll be right back. Ten years ago, on the night of October 31st, a small Midwestern town fell victim to an escaped killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. Sixteen people in cold blood. Ever since that night, no one has forgotten his name. And Halloween has never been the same. Michael Myers has come home. He has returned for one more night of unholy terror. Michael! He's here to kill that little girl and anybody who gets in his way. Oh, God! Who's going to be next? Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Maybe nobody knows how to stop him. All right, that trailer was pretty heavy on the Donald Pleasance. And it was. Rightfully so. <laughs> There's an evil in this town. On October 30th, 1988, Michael Myers, who has been in a comatose state for 10 years since the explosion at Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, is transferred to Smith's Grove Sanitarium by ambulance from his current residence in the Ridgemont Federal Sanitarium. That was one sentence. Uh, <laughs> now you see how yes. fun it is. <laughs> Upon hearing that he has a niece, Michael awakens and kills the ambulance personnel, which causes the ambulance to lose control, then crash into a river. Michael escapes and makes his way to Haddonfield, Michael's former psychiatrist, Samuel Loomis, learns of Michael's escape and gives chase. You don't get his first name very often. Uh, it's, doesn't, he doesn't seem like a Sam to No, me. Sammy. <laughs> hey, Sam. It's pour, Sammy. Pour me a drink, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what Cheers is based on. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he follows Michael to a gas station and eatery. Good, Important to know. Yeah, good, yeah, good distinction. They have there. a kitchen. Uh, where he has killed a mechanic for his clothes, along with a female clerk. 
Michael then escapes in a tow truck, hitting the gas pumps and causing an explosion, destroying Loomis's car provided by Ridgemont in the process. <laughs> And disabling wow. the phone line. Really, really getting granular in their recap. Granular. No commas either. Just Lewis's car provided by Ridgemont in the process. We got some grammatical issues. Dr. Samuel issues. Lewis's car is provided by... <laughs> Ridgemont Federal Sanitarium. Uh, Loomis is then forced to catch a ride to Haddonfield to continue pursuing Michael. Meanwhile, Jamie Lo- Lloyd, Laurie Strode's daughter and Michael's niece, is living in Haddonfield with her foster family, Richard and Darlene Carruthers, and their teenage daughter, Rachel. Although Jamie, although Jamie knows about Michael, she does not realize he is the man she has nightmares about. On Halloween night, Richard and Darlene head out to a party and leave Rachel to babysit, which forces her to cancel a date with her boyfriend, Brady. After school, Rachel takes Jamie to buy ice cream and a Halloween costume. Michael, <clears throat> excuse me, Michael arrives in Haddonfield and steals a mask from the same store where Jamie and Rachel happen to be. He almost attacks the former, but is forced to flee when Jamie screams and alerts Rachel. That night, as Rachel takes Jamie trick-or-treating, Michael breaks into the house and finds photos of Lori in Jamie's bedroom. Then he goes to a power station and kills a worker by throwing him into a transformer, plunging the town into darkness. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Bucky. The guy's name is Bucky. Is it, it's on his hat and his shirt, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Loomis arrives in Haddonfield and warns the new sheriff, Ben Meeker... That Michael has returned. Sheriff Meeker. Meeker than who, you might ask. (laughs) Michael. That's who. (laughs) Michael attacks the police station and kills all of the officers. A lynch mob is formed by the town's men to kill Michael once Loomis reveals Michael has returned. Rachel discovers Brady cheating on her with her friend and Meeker's daughter, Kelly, and loses track of Jamie. (laughs) Do you recognize Kelly? Oh, yeah, of course. Kathleen Kinmont. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't talk about her in the the cast. Yeah, I forgot to mention her. That's all right. We'll get there. I want to talk about Brady, too. I love that guy. Um, After being chased by Michael, Rachel finds Jamie. What a sentence. (laughs) You don't don't listen to Sharpling and Worcester, right? No, no. This fucking... There's a sketch called the Gas Station Dogs, which is a great place to start with them. Okay. And that's for people at home who are familiar. This reads a lot like the lyrics of uh, <laughs> Rock and Roll Dreams Will Come Through. Um, <laughs> anyway. I don't know what it is, but I like that title. It's a great it's a great fucking sketch. Maybe we'll listen to it after we finish recording. Sure. Uh, sheriff Meeker and Loomis arrive and take the girls to the sheriff's house with Brady, Kelly, and a deputy. They barricade the house and Loomis re- departs to look for Michael. With Sheriff Meeker in the basement awaiting the arrival of the state police before heading out to deal with the lynch mob, Michael sneaks in and kills the deputy and Kelly. Discovering the bodies, Rachel, Jamie, and Brady realize they're trapped in the house. Rachel and Jamie flee to the attic when Michael appears, but Brady stays to fend him off and is killed when Michael crushes his skull. The girls climb through a window onto the roof and Jamie is lowered down safely, but Michael attacks Rachel and knocks her off the roof and knocks her unconscious. Mm-hmm. I would argue that the ground knocks her unconscious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Pursued by Michael, Jamie runs down the street and finds Loomis. They take shelter in the school, but Michael appears and subdues Loomis by throwing him through a glass door, then chases Jamie through the building. Jamie trips and falls down a flight of stairs. Before Michael can kill her, Rachel reappears and subdues him with a fire extinguisher, his Achilles heel. I, I added you added that, that one? <laughs> yeah. You... Sheriff, do you have any fire extinguishers? God damn it, man! There is an evil here! We need fire extinguishers! The kind for chemical fires! You can't use the kind for oil fires! Anyways. Uh, the lynch mob arrives at the school after hearing the alarm go off. Earl and three other mob members agree to take the girls to the next town in a pickup truck, meeting up with the state police as they head for Haddonfield to reinforce Sheriff Meeker. This recap also left out the time when that lynch mob killed an innocent killed man. Somebody? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff Tramer? No, it's not. It's, I can't remember. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, a trooper tells them of a substation just up the road where they will be safe. But Michael, who hid underneath the truck, climbs aboard and kills all three men, including Earl. Rachel pushes Earl's body out to take the wheel, continuously attempting to throw Michael off. She succeeds in doing so and then rams him with the truck, sending him flying into a ditch near an abandoned mine. Sheriff Meeker, Loomis, the rest of the lynch mob, and the state police arrive, but when Jamie approaches Michael and touches his hand, he rises. Meeker, the state police, and the lynch mob relentlessly shoot Michael until he falls down the mine. Loomis and Sheriff Meeker take the girls back home where Darlene and Richard console their traumatized children. As Darlene goes upstairs to run a bath for da Jamie, she's suddenly attacked. When Loomis goes to see what happened, he finds an emotionless Jamie holding a pair of bloody scissors on the top of the stairs, reminiscent of Michael when he killed his own sister. Loomis screams no repeatedly. He really does. Yeah, and attempts to shoot Jamie, but Sheriff <laughs> Meeker stops him. <laughs> Loomis sinks to the floor and begins sobbing wow. as Rachel, Richard, and Meeker stare in horror. Wow. A lot of detail in that last scene. They really name all the characters there in every scene yeah. multiple times. <laughs> it's something. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Ted Hollister. Ted Hollister is the man who is mistaken for Michael Myers. He died. Rest in peace. He died too soon. Yeah. Rest in peace, sir. Um heaven heaven's got your crown your crown waiting king oh <laughs> uh, yeah some additions to the cast that we uh we noted during that recap so eric called out kathleen kinmont who viewer or listeners of the podcast would recognize as the bride from bride of reanimator yeah, gloria right that, that's her character i think that is. sounds right yeah one gloria. one time spouse of lorenzo lamas right yeah right uh and then i wanted to shout out brady the actor who portrays brady sasha jensen who uh is a, he plays a, a sizable part in days and confused one of my yeah. favorite movies He's very, I find him to be very charismatic. He's very... He's, yeah, he's cool. He's like a really likable... He has even, a really nice face. Yeah. Uh, and he's also got a great role, smaller, but in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the, yep. the, the theatrical version, or the movie, <laughs> not the TV show. Right. Um, also, way older than I ever realized he was. <laughs> 
because Days of Confused, yeah. he plays a teenager. Uh, he that was, was after this, right? Yeah, he was 30 Holy in Days and Confused. Yeah. Wow. God, that always blows my mind. Yeah. Okay, so here we are. That was the recap of Halloween 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into our blood and guts check. Let's do um, it. This is, I've seen this movie a few times. Yeah. Uh, let's... Which, which what's the more interesting way? Me give my feelings. Do you give yours, or other, or vice versa? Yeah, why don't you go first? Because I, because I, I mean, if only the audience doesn't know, but I know how you felt about this movie. Yes, and you have no idea because I had never seen it. So, so, um, yeah, this was one of my favorite Halloween sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this in this viewing, it pretty much largely held up mm-hmm. um i i do think you know i have a whole sh- thing I've, I've, been, I've been thinking about this okay so why is this one of my favorite halloween sequels okay i, I asked myself this mm-hmm. as i'm watching it because there <clears throat> there is a lot about this movie that isn't great that isn't like yeah it's it's not like an incredibly interesting movie or like creative but why did I like this one so much? Right. And why do I still? A lot of it has to do with why I still like it has to do with nostalgia. Okay. Has to do with a couple of performances. I do think this is one of Donald Pleasant's as Loomis best performances. Okay. I think all the acting is pretty grounded. Mm-hmm. I think Danielle Harris is great. Sure. I actually think she's probably the best actor in the movie other than Pleasant's. Mm-hmm. Um. And I still feel that way, you know, spoiler. In five, I actually think she's better. Um, <clears throat> so why is this one one that I hold close to my heart? Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it, I'm like, well, because when I saw it, there was only up to six. Okay. And so in comparison, sure, it was one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but now since then, we've had H2O, Resurrection, right? the zombies. Yeah. Yeah, so there's less there it kind of dilutes the pool a little bit. Sure. Um but I think all in all I still like this movie. And and I don't feel as strongly as I once did. I still think this is one of the good ones. Okay. Um but yeah, let me I think that's 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 kind of my feeling going into this. I I was sort of had an aggressive way that I was going to try to come at this because I had some suspicions of what you might think about this. Okay. And I was like, no, You're like no, ready just, to just... like counterpoint. Maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's different enough uh, to be fun. Sure. You know what I mean? Compared, like compared to some of the Halloween, I'm sorry, the Friday 13th sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like interesting enough to like be successful. And be like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're getting back into Michael Myers stuff. This is fun. Anyway, so that's that's kind of my long-winded okay. blood and guts check with it. All right. What about yourself? Um. Well, here's. I mean, this is the first thing that it makes it a little bit tricky. Is 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 since I hadn't seen five when I saw this, and then I still haven't seen six. So it within its like sort of mini trilogy, mm-hmm. I, I had no context for it coming yes, in. Yes, yes. So if I'm only going off the three movies prior, which is kind of what the exercise is, anyways. Um, you know, it's not. It wasn't like impressive, but uh, what it felt like to me 
was something that was not that far off from being something I would really like. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think it kind of it it missed on on a, on a couple things, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a, a a nightmare or anything. You know, it was. Yeah. You know, and so there are a lot of things that you said, positive things that I can I can get behind. I think I do think the cast is pretty good, and the performances all in all are are pretty solid. I think it has effective, if a little bit workmanlike direction. Yeah, yeah. it it lacks a lot of the style. Yeah, of certainly three and one, and we're tricked, we're tricked. I think mm-hmm. by the opening shots. Yeah, where they have like that dusk magic hour. Mm-hmm. Halloweeny like farm, which is like oh looks really great. Yeah, and then we're kind of just in like standard yeah, late eighties or nineties kind of movie. Yeah, I think my biggest issue with this movie is again it's 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 funny because it's something we talked about with two also, which is like kind of from what I can tell from having seen five now, it sort of sets a path. Yeah, that I think is not a good path. Yeah. And and the and the and the easiest way for me to sum it up is it like it doesn't really feel like a Halloween movie in the way that the first two do. And certainly, you know, the way that like Zombie later tries to the thing the ways in which he tries to make his movies like the original. Yeah. And then obviously like the David Gordon Green Halloween is is trying very hard to be a direct sequel to the original. This is we're very far afield now. Yeah, it's interesting that instead of just trying to stay within the wonderful mm-hmm. stylistic choices that Carpenter right. made, instead of like we're these directors mm-hmm. are trying to make it their own, yeah. but they're not interesting directors. Yeah, they're not making interesting choices. Right, because I mean, you know, with two. We had we had our complaints about it, but it's like that guy's just cribbing. It Carpenter. looks it looks like part one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that is Dean Cundey too, who yes, is gone yes. now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the first movie that he didn't shoot, right? Um, and 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 you can tell it has a very different look. And I just think tonally and in terms of the the script, it's it's funny how it's almost like I don't know who decided this, but that they wanted to. It, they almost homogenized it a little bit that so that it, it starts to blend with like a, a Friday the 13th movie or even a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. Where it just loses a lot of what made the Carpenter, you know, the, uh, I'll just say the ones that, that, that what made the first three feel of a piece and like part of a franchise, even with three not being a true sequel, it's still... There was a style to it. Yeah, three. there's a style to it, and I feel like a lot of the style is gone now. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. I agree with that. And I also think that uh, Michael Myers sucks. Dude, the Michael... Okay, yeah, all right. I was, I yeah. was wondering when this would come up. The Michael Myers sucks. Yeah. His mask... I, I was joking with Mike uh-huh. when we got lunch the other day. Yeah. That, like, instead of a William Shatner mask, it looks like they took a Steven Weber mask. <laughs> like, it looks bad. Yeah. The hair looks wrong. It's, I mean, so I actually, Scott uh, has been lighting it up on the social media, and and he had a couple funny posts with the masks in it, and I was actually messaging with him. I was just like, I don't even know. It's like I don't know who the fuck that is. It is not William Shatner anymore. No. Like it is somebody else. It is some other mask. Like, 
it doesn't fit right. And now it's like, instead of having the Dick Warlock, like he's too short issue. Now we have the, he's way too skinny issue. He's very skinny. Yeah. So he's, Although I will, I'll say that uh, listening to that Halloween Unmasked, mm-hmm. um, one of the idea, like Michael Myers is supposed to be a skinny guy. Okay. Uh, and, and Nick Castle. Yeah. Uh, they compare him to he's the same build and height as Screech from Saved by the Bell, <laughs> <laughs> and so like, um, oh, wow. and it, it was like the idea that like a guy like that mm-hmm. being able to take you down. Why is, doesn't is, like, he feel of, like that in the first? He one doesn't then. feel like yeah. that, right? I think it's the physical. I mean, maybe it's just the physicality yeah. of the performance. Yeah, I don't know, but either way, like I don't enjoy the physicality of this performance, and then you know. There's stuff that is fun here. It's like totally. I think the way the whole plot proceeds, I w- it was one where I was like a little more on board halfway through than I was by the end. Like, you know, I like I like the stuff of like going to the pharmacy and getting freaked out yeah. and like going and it's Halloween and you got people trick or treating and stuff. So that actually dovetails into what I was mm-hmm. about to say, which is I do I like that Haddonfield feels like a place in this movie. Yeah, although it- I don't like the way it looks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we didn't talk about this, but it's this one and five are both shot in Salt Lake City. Yes, yeah. And it just doesn't look right. It doesn't look, yeah, it's like, it doesn't look like South Pass, which Mm -hmm. also doesn't look like Illinois, but it still doesn't look like Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do like that, like, you get more of a sense of the town in this one than in the first one. I mean, in the second one, I guess technically you do meet a lot of townspeople, but like, there's like that whole bar full of rednecks that band together. Yeah, they feel like characters. Sure, and like the sheriff feels like a character. Mm-hmm. Um, the teen, I even kind of like the teenage drama that's going on with like, yeah, uh, what's his face, the boyfriend with Brady, Brady cheating on, yeah, Rachel. On, like, yeah. that stuff's kind of fun. Um, yeah, so I, I do think that. Like, it, it, that's what I like. I, that's what I like about this one. It's the more grounded mm-hmm. of at least this trilogy we're about. Sure. We're embarking on now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there was another thing that was. Uh, oh, oh! I also really like the first scene where we see Doctor Loomis for the first time, mm-hmm. and he's talking. He's like showing his burns to sure. the doctor. It's kind of like he does it in a really. He's not screaming, which he does through much of these movies. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like real. It like felt uh-huh. like it, it actually came from an emotional place. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think Pleasant starts to get a little bit unhinged in this one, but he mostly pulls it off. But I will say, by the end, he's like a little bit wild. He's wild, uh-huh. and he continues that fever pitch. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. We'll talk about part five after the break. But um, yeah, I think, you know, my other complaints were mostly, you know, we, we, so the score now Carpenter has left. It is just Alan Howarth. Yes. And it it quickly becomes clear who is doing the heavy lifting in that partnership (laughs) (laughs) in terms of adding anything resembling style or uh, source of interest. This is just like, we, and we are also, you know, and, I, and I'll cop to this being a personal thing. We are we are now veering into what is somewhat famously my least favorite era for movie scores of all time. Yeah. 
roughly 1988 to nine to 92 when synthesizers still didn't sound like real instruments yeah but they didn't sound like the cool they didn't sound like synthesizers they just yeah. sounded like shitty instruments yes, yes yeah um but yeah i mean overall it's like you know it's funny because i would almost compare it to halloween 3 in the sense that i mean in that if this wasn't a Halloween movie, if Michael Myers was just some new killer, sure, it would probably be, I would have more respect for it. I can get behind that. Like, mm-hmm. it feels just like a late 80s slasher that's, like, not bad. Yeah. You know? Um, we should talk about the gore. Yeah, that was another one of my cons. Yeah, what? Do you, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, I, do, I dislike that there's not a lot of active kills. It's yeah. a lot of finding people after mm. they've been murdered. Yeah. Uh we've already talked we've talked a lot on this on the show about this era people were really cracking down yeah. on on-screen violence, so it seems like I mean you said they reshot violent mm-hmm. scenes to be not so violent. No, no, the other way. Oh, other way around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I miss I misheard you. Yeah, they went in to shoot more gore effects with John oh, Carl Beekler. Got it. Got yeah. it. Oh, okay. I as you were, t- I think I was looking something up as you're saying that, yeah. and I got, and I got that actually reversed in my head. Um, but still, there isn't a ton of active kills. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. And and the other thing that I really kind of dislike is and is that like so I I complained. I didn't even complain, but I noted that in part two, by the end. Michael's invincibility becomes undeniable, right? Yes, yes. So in this one, that continues, but then on top of it, we're now layering in superhuman kills, Yeah, which I don't need. No, a woman gets uh, impaled with a shotgun. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, and he, like, crushes people's face, heads with his hands and stuff, and it's just like... We don't need that. Like, that's not his deal. Yeah. Michael Myers is and should be a human being. Right. Who has no remorse, has no, like, is a a malevolent Mm. being, but he's human. Yeah. Uh, And and I don't know how he can survive all the punishment he takes. Sure. Other than maybe he just doesn't feel pain in the way that we do. Yeah. I mean, that's as good an explanation as anything. Um, I feel like the set piece around the house that takes up most of the third act drags quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I like, I don't hate the idea of holding up in the house, but again, it just, it starts to feel, you start to feel a little trapped and like a little claustrophobic, not in like an effectively scary way, like in an I'm bored kind of way. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I like I like it when they're out and about and and running around town and and the stuff of the lynch mob is is entertaining. But it's like when when it's just like first floor, second floor, yeah. roof, first floor. Yeah, that stuff can only go on so long, and I think it goes on a little too long here. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Uh, let me look take one more look at my notes. Okay. That we didn't. Yeah, while you're doing that, I'll also note this was this was a note for both movies, but I think. We feel it here a lot uh, in the early going is is they they both feel like a deliberate attempt to anger all the people who want to know why Michael Myers can drive. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does so much goddamn driving between these two movies. <laughs> like stunt driving in a truck in this one. Yeah. and yeah, yeah, burst through the garage door. Yeah, and then in, in the next one he'll do even oh more God. driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing too, uh, did you did you figure out? Did you want to say something? Um, it was a couple of things that okay. I like. Uh, Kelly is giving out candy mm-hmm. on Halloween night, not wearing pants. Yeah, she's like in a long shirt that says "Cops Do It by the Book," <laughs> or maybe at that point she's wearing like a, a button down. No, I it's think like, she's still wearing that. She's shirt, wearing that. It's yeah. like what. You're not wearing pants to hand out candy? <laughs> I mean, I'd be there in, in a... <laughs> yeah, but th- also... Two shakes of a lamb's tail. She would tail. be arrested, maybe. Yeah, that's true. We do get a really... Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. A bit of a tease of an almost nude scene with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Which is like... I don't know if that's an MPAA thing. Because she is naked. <laughs> and it's like she's sort of shot from the side... She did. She's done some famously great nudity, not just *Bride of Reanimator*, which is not the best nudity. Yeah, uh, yeah. you're like reassembled corpse. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I forget what movie it is. She's in a movie with Barbara Crampton, and yeah, she was kind of a scream queen of the of the '80s and '90s. Um, but the other thing I was gonna say, to being very clear, that this movie came out first, but it reminded me in many ways, and this is maybe you know not the best comparison or like not the most flattering comparison of Leatherface, the third Texas Chainsaw. Huh, interesting, film. yeah. Another movie that I like I loved at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just like it what it feels like is is this it's this recentering on the villain, discarding all of the style and uniqueness that made the original, you know, as as popular as it was. There are weird plot notes that are repeated mm-hmm. like all the stuff with like him going through the the gas station and the truck stuff and i'm like and then like yeah, chasing yeah. through the woods and shit and i'm like this is, like, feels a lot like leatherface it's funny that you said leatherface because yeah. i didn't really make the connection as to why but i was like i get leatherface i wonder if they cribbed from this you maybe know? yeah it seems entirely possible um but yeah i mean also they both really have that feel of like it wasn't a creative who made these decisions. It was someone who was just trying to think about the health and longevity mm-hmm. of a franchise and maybe merchandising rights. Um, do you want to talk about the ending a little bit before we uh, wrap things up? Yeah, let's talk about the ending. Cause um, I mean, as an ending, mm-hmm. I think it works. I mean, I think I'm, feeling i'm sensing that you don't you don't like the um i like the, the ending ending i don't like the false ending the uh, like i don't like the climax of the michael stuff oh very no much. no i mean that's yeah. the problem with any of these movies with, yeah with like a friday the 13th mm-hmm. and with a with a halloween movie is like the the it's never satisfying the way the villain gets killed because right. they're always leaving it open for another one yeah yeah and it's like it's a little goofy with like him getting hit by the truck and going flying and yeah and like him falling into a mine shaft like the end of yeah. phantasm it's weird yeah yeah uh but the daniel harris stuff mm-hmm. i like and it's like oh cool this yeah. is an interesting direction sure 
maybe not a perfect direction, but it's a new direction yeah. for the series to go in. And Yeah, and I'm sitting here thinking it's going to be like a Friday the 13th thing uh-huh. where it's like Tommy Jarvis is going to become, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, cool. That's a fun idea. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not an original idea, but it's like, yeah. But it's something. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And then we'll, I guess we'll find out very quickly. Yeah. What happens? Did you have any more thoughts on the ending? Um, no, just that I, I do think it's effective. And it's also where I, I, it's funny because in that final scene of Pleasant screaming, no, no, it's over really again, annoying. it's like that scene broke him. Yeah. And yeah, then he yeah, stays yeah. broken he stays for all of time. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Okay. So- <clears throat> oh, yeah. Eric's dead, everybody. <laughs> okay. So for deaths, we have uh, the doctors in the ambulance who are transporting Michael. We have the mechanic. We have uh, the server at the diner who's just a dead body. There's also a dog mm-hmm. who's killed. Uh, the DWP guy, Bucky, who gets electrocuted. Mm-hmm. A lot of cops. Yeah. Like a shitload of cops that die off screen. Yeah, there's an off screen original Terminator style. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, tearing through the, the, the police station. Um, we get Ted Hollister, who's mistaken for Michael Myers. Uh, we get the deputy who's in the rocking chair, and I believe is like, what is this, like, head turned around? Or it's like, it's like yeah. a bone sticking out of his neck or some shit? Yeah. Isn't his head ends up on the ground at one point. Yeah, right? you yeah. know, I'm, I'm sort of getting five and six a little, I'm sorry, four and five a little bit. How could you? That's yeah, impossible. Um, Kelly, who gets impaled by the shotgun. Brady, who gets his neck crushed. Um, Hicks, who's, uh, oh no, Hicks. The Hicks in the back of the truck. Right. Um, that Michael does shit with. We get very yeah, and that was sort of an I, I that was a sequence I didn't love because it's just like it's so ro- it's like so by the numbers where it's like gonna kill these three guys. None of them are gonna put up any fight. Right, you know? right. Real red shirts. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, <clears throat> the guy who's driving the car gets his neck ripped, and then Michael Myers finally gunned down. Uh, and I, I, I guess we could add the mother, the, mm-hmm. ste- the foster mother, stepmother. And help me out here, because I don't. I know this is the case in five, but I'm wondering if they, if it is the same shot from four, or if they shot new stuff. But it's also done through like the mask eye holes, right? Is that, is that how it is at the end of four it too? Is, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it is a pretty much just a direct lift of the first, yeah. the opening of of one. Yeah. Uh, Michael was your favorite death that I listed. <sighs> None of them were. Uh, none of them were great. No, none of them were great. Uh, I would go with the shotgun stabbing, even though it is annoying that that's a thing that he can do. It's still uh, creative. Yeah, and it is. I like that it's a uh, callback to the first one when I forget what he stabs the the guy with kitchen knife he pins yeah he just pins him to the wall but yeah it's you know there are a couple of nice nods to the first one like that and you mentioned the shot at the end and and so yeah i guess i'll go with with that yeah uh for me i think it's it's the neck rip in the truck i just didn't think the effect was that good i mean it was fine yeah it was kind of the the goriest yeah in the movie and that it stood out to me in that way uh, I mean, also the Ted Hollister death, I thought was very funny. So. Yeah, that might be my, honestly, <laughs> you know what? I want to change my answer. Okay. That's my favorite. We don't actually see his body, but just <laughs> that they all shoot 40 <laughs> rounds into a bush and then pretty blase. They're like, it's Ted Hollister. You <laughs> dumbass. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, there you have it. 
Uh, and then now, moving on to other things. Things that didn't age well. Um, that mask, I guess. That mask looks like absolute that shit. That looks yeah. like shit. It's too bright. Yeah. It lo- the cheekbones are all weird. Mm-hmm. The hair is wrong. Yeah. Don't yeah. like it. Um, I'm going to say, uh, what's Kathleen Kel- Kenmont's character's name? Kelly. Kelly. Let's say Kelly's donning of the cops do it by the book <laughs> shirt in this day yeah, and age. Sure, sure. No, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all. Yeah. No. Oh, she is married to. She was married to Lorenzo Lamas. I, I think that, yeah. that lines up probably. Well, he's a renegade though. But isn't he's like a right wing dude? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, other things that we do on the show are include <laughs> <laughs> the John Carpenter fear meter. Is that it? That, I, feel, I think I it's just like the, missing something. I think it's just the three, right? Yeah. And then we do uh, Mary Fuck Kill. John Carpenter Fear Meter. This isn't a very scary movie. No. It's more actiony than it is scare than it is horror. Yeah. In a lot of parts. Yeah. Um. Four. Four. Yeah. yeah. Four. Four. Okay. There you have it. And then finally, Mary Fuck Kill. I'll go first. Sure. Um. It has dropped a little bit, in my opinion. Okay. I still do like it. Yeah. This is, if I'm going to be watching a few Halloween movies. Sure. This will be one of them. Yeah. I have affection for it. It's Mary for me. A Mary. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yep. It's, it's hot. It's, it's, it's a, a soft Mary. Okay. But it is like, I do got to stick by my guns a little bit. Sure. This is one that I enjoy. All right. Great. Um, Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I respect the fact that I carry no nostalgia into this. Um, and I think that this is probably better than at least a handful of Friday the 13th movies that I did watch as a younger person, uh, and probably feel more fondly about, Sure, but they're lesser films. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, I detail all the stuff that didn't, didn't work. My biggest issue with this movie, I'll just come back to the same thing that I said, which is like, it doesn't really feel like a Halloween movie to me. Mm -hmm. And, um... I know that, you know, my idea of what a Halloween movie is, is built on a perception that is missing these four, five, and six films. So I guess I'm rebuilding what that that even is. It's a weird series, man. Yeah. It's, it's, I was thinking a lot about this, where it mm-hmm. really, like, it goes places for a while. Yeah. And then it kind of gets recentered a little bit. Sure. But, yeah, this is a weird... I'm also very excited to watch all of these. I think this is a fun series. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to watch. I got at least two more movies in the next three that I haven't seen before. So. Yeah. So that's always fun, too. I feel like when we do these, a lot of the times I have seen everything. So, um, Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, there are some things that I would like to be different about this movie, but it also has, I'll say the bones are okay. You know, they're, it's not, uh, it, 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 the bones are the bones of a decent movie and it could have been a good movie or it could have been a mediocre movie, but I don't think it, it, it it's not a, a total failure. Uh, so for me, it's just like a pretty routine fuck, I think. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I, I completely understand. Yeah. Like nostalgia is clouding my. No, oh, yeah. But I mean, it's not even cloud. I mean, it's like, yeah, that is part of your relationship to the film. So. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we're going to discuss part five. Sheriff? They want you down at the cemetery. Today in the cemetery, 
Have you forgotten? But you never looked into his face, did you? You never saw his eyes. You never saw that nothing, no expression, blank. My memory goes back 12 years. I prayed that he would burn in hell. But in my heart, I knew that hell would not have him. Michael Myers is outside. National Guard will take him to a maximum security facility. But he'll stay till the day he dies. Never die. October 31st, 1988, Michael Myers is shot and falls down a mine shaft. Sheriff Ben Meeker, the lynch mob of Haddonfield's truckers, and state police toss down dynamite to finish him off. Escaping into a nearby creek before the dynamite explodes, and this is not detailed in the synopsis, but like surfing on his back down a yeah. raging rabbit. They're clearly wearing a life preserver and just like yeah. kicking his legs up. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's uh he's just like fell off a ride at uh, Disneyland, yeah. like a water ride. <laughs> he's just going through it on his own. Uh he stumbles upon a local hermit and falls into a coma, placing himself in the hermit's care and being nursed back to health. I guess. I guess. We don't really get that explanation. Yeah, it was all reshot. <laughs> One year later, on October 30th, 1989, Michael awakens, stabs the hermit to death with his knife, oh, and returns to Haddonfield to find his niece, Jamie Lloyd, once again, who narrowly avoided being killed by him the year before. Jamie has been admitted to the Haddonfield Children's Clinic after having attacked her foster mother. Jamie has been rendered mute due to psychological trauma, suffering from nightmares and seizures, and exhibiting signs of a telepathic link with her uncle. Dr. Sam Loomis becomes aware of Jamie's psychic link with Michael and tries to convince Meeker that Michael is still alive. Meanwhile, 
Michael stabs Jamie's foster sister Rachel to death and begins stalking their friend Tina. Michael kills Tina's boyfriend Mike, then poses as him by wearing a mask that Tina had given to Mike earlier. Mm -hmm. Later that night, Tina and her friends Sam and Spitz go to a Halloween party at a farm. (laughs) Sensing that Tina is in danger, Jamie, having partially regained her ability to speak, goes to warn her. While Sam and Spitz are having sex in the barn, Michael impales Spitz with a rake and decapitates Sam with a scythe. Tina finds the bodies and goes to warn nearby police deputies, but finds that Michael has already killed them. Tina flees, but Jamie and her friend Billy Hill, a fellow patient from the clinic and a stutterer, arrive. (laughs) Michael begins chasing Jamie, but crashes into a tree. Michael exits the car, and Tina sacrifices herself to allow Jamie and Billy time to escape. Loomis arrives, and Jamie finally agrees to help him stop Michael for good. With Jamie's help, Loomis and Meeker have created a setup at the old Myers house to lure him back to his abandoned childhood home. Suddenly, the police receive a call saying Michael has broken into the clinic, which prompts Meeker and most of the officers to leave. However, this call is merely a diversion. Michael appears and kills the trooper sitting in the patrol car outside before entering the house. Loomis tries to reason with him, but Michael slashes him and throws him over the stair banister. Michael kills another trooper who is protecting Jamie before chasing her throughout the house. Jamie hides in a laundry chute, but is forced to abandon it when Michael stabs and injures her. Fleeing upstairs, Jamie finds the bodies of Max the dog, Rachel, and Mike in the attic. Michael finds Jamie and attempts to kill her, but stops when Jamie addresses him as uncle and removes his mask. When Jamie touches his face, he goes into a fit of rage and chases her again. Jamie heads downstairs and finds Loomis. However, Loomis has gone mad and uses her as bait for Michael, luring the killer into a trap. Yeah, I want to pause you because the author of this did not note the single tear that rolls down Michael Myers' cheek when he's addressed as uncle. This is true. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. Uh, So Loomis lures him into a trap and shoots him with a tranquilizer gun. When this doesn't work, Loomis begins beating Michael unconscious with a wooden plank until he eventually suffers from a stroke and collapses on top of Michael. (laughs) Apparently that's what happened. I'm just learning that now. Um, Meeker and the rest of the police return shortly thereafter, and Michael is then taken into custody. Meeker assures Jamie that Michael, who is sitting chained up in a cell, will remain in prison until he dies. Jamie doesn't believe him, however, and remarks that Michael will never die. One of the officers goes to bring Jamie home when a mysterious man in black, who has been searching for Michael, arrives and causes an explosion at the police station. The officer, hearing gunfire, rushes back inside after warning Jamie to stay with the car. When the officer doesn't return, Jamie goes back inside to investigate and finds the station destroyed from the explosion, along with Meeker and several other dead police officers. Jamie discovers Michael's cell empty and the back door of the police station broken open, causing her to break down in tears as she realizes Michael is free again to continue terrorizing Haddonfield. Okay. Um, where, do we, where do we begin? Can I do my blood and guts check? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do, do you want to go? No, 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 you're right. I was, I, I was about to launch into like, 
the cowboy and stuff. Oh yeah, no, we'll get there in just a second. I just want to do. I just want to get this out of the yeah, way. Yeah, please do. This movie fucking sucks. Yeah, this movie sucks, <laughs> dick. <laughs> I watched the Joe Bob version, and they're like, "Yeah, this one sucks." <laughs> Even yeah. like, like uh, Darcy was like, "Why are we doing this? This sucks." <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, my thoughts exactly. Why am I doing this? This sucks. Yeah, man, this is not a good one. It's there are okay. Let's be positive for okay. a second. Okay, there are a couple sequences that I enjoy. Sure, I like the chase through the field with the car. Okay, it's stressful. Apparently, yeah. very stressful because it was dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and I like the uh, the like laundry shoot sequence mm-hmm. where Michael's stabbing through the laundry shoot. I think it's a good idea. I think it's. Like the whole movie, pretty poorly directed. It's poorly shot and yeah. directed. Yeah, I st- I think actually, um, <clears throat> in some ways, Daniel Harris is better in this movie, and I feel bad for her because it's a worse movie, and she has to yeah. do dumber things. Yeah, like flop around on sure. a stretcher and like silently scream all the time. Yeah, and I just fucking feel for her when she's doing yeah. that because I'm like, man, you poor, poor little girl. Yeah. Um. Um, That's pretty much it for for, for pros. Let me me. see if I can come up with some pros here. Uh, I think that um, Tina is very pretty. She's very pretty. Um, She's (laughs) she's uh, she gives. I will call it a, a very watchable performance because it is so strange. It's so strange. She's in a different movie. She's like, yeah. she's not tied to the reality at all. Right. She makes like, and it's not just the thing is like, at first I was like, oh, it's just this actors. But then it's like, no, it's like plot stuff yeah. too. She's just like being dicks to the cops. We're like, you need to be safe. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm going to this party. Yeah. And like, like, Rachel has ostensibly disappeared and Jamie has no like yeah. like her caretaker is gone. She's weeping and wailing, has just become unmute for the first time in a year, yeah. and is like begging her to stay. And she's like, <laughs> No, I gotta go to this party. There's then a really- that's yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, it's unrelated. Mm. Yeah. Let's tie up what you're saying. I apologize for interrupting. Yeah, it's like well, the and then the line read on that, it like you could even sell it where you'd be like, "Oh, oh Jamie, honey, I'm so sorry. It's just Let's, like I really yeah. have to go." But no, her response is like, "No, I'm not staying. Yeah, yeah. I really like this guy. Like, I'm gonna go to this reasonable. party." I was like, "I'm never reasonable." I was yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was gonna say, there's a really funny moment in that scene when Tina arrives and <laughs> Loomis like. I don't know what his, dire- his thought or direction was, but he's like really pumped to see her. He's like Tina. <laughs> <laughs> he's like like smiling really big. He's like yeah. really excited. It's the first time we've seen Loomis like happy. It's like, like I love the idea that like yeah, he's really charmed by Tina. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel um, sexual. You know what does? Every cop who spends time one on one with Jamie. Oh my god! It's like cr- fucking creepy as hell. Let's talk about the cops for a second. Okay. The fucking two doofy cops that literally, when they're introduced on screen, is just like. Do you have it? You know, I. Let me. Let can, me we, uh, can we insert it so people can just. I don't want to make any promises because okay. I can't imagine where this. 
be rippable for me. Okay, it Let is. Let me look it up while you talk. It's fucking clown music. It is. It's like it's there's like slide whistles and like big circus drums and shit. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, Halloween Five, Zany Cops. All right, <laughs> hey, play it into the mic so I can hear it, and then we'll we'll redub it or or not even. Let's see how the sound. Yeah, let's see. How is. So hopefully, I won't okay. get it out here. Whistles. Squeak and Dolby, right? Yeah. Oh my god. This is not happening to me. Max. Max, what have you done? Do we get any more of the dopey I, we, music? I don't think we get any more of the dopey music. But it Oh there there it is, yeah. Yeah. Wait. Listen to the shit. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's just like that is not, but the thing about this movie that makes it such a fucking mess is like that's not indicative of the movie. It's not no. like this movie's slapsticky and crazy. It's just like no, that just one thing got in there. It really, I don't want to shit all over a guy that I don't know anything about and a movie that I was not anywhere near. But Dominique Othan and Girard, like whatever he brought to this, is. It's such a fucking mess. Yeah, it really is, and and it feels like director shit to me. And let's th- let's talk a second for about the beginning, where Michael Myers is nursed by nursed back to health by a uh, a hermit. hermit. Yeah, for, for a, a year. year. Yeah, is he so okay? So is he living life normally for that year, staying with a hermit, <laughs> or is he in a coma the entire time? And in which case. How is he kept alive? You, people in comas atrophy. Yeah. Is this guy doing like physical therapy and like feeding him and stuff? Is he using a feeding tube? How is he keeping Michael alive? Or the other, the alternate version of that is Michael in between. He wakes up, mm-hmm. he walks around. He's quiet, but he's, he's they, they yeah. live together for life. Right. Then Halloween rolls around. He becomes possessed and he kills the guy. Yeah, either version sucks. You put so much more thought into this than yes, anyone yeah, involved oh. in shooting that, because that was a reshoot. Originally, this was some cult of thorn shit, apparently, and this was like a Mustafa Akkad ordered reshoot. And it's like, yeah, he was. It was probably just like a second unit director or something he had to yeah. go and be like. All right. There was no there was no screenwriter involved with that scene. It was no, just like, all right, right, we need a chunk of something to put in here instead. Uh, uh, so Cult of Thorn, you mentioned it. Let's get into it a little bit. Michael Myers has a Cult of Thorn tattoo now, yeah. which was never present before. But it's like, do they even say Thorn in this movie? I think they do. Okay. I think they mention it once. Uh, I'm not... Yeah, I, I don't have a clear memory of it. I think they mention it... Um, and then so that ties into the next movie and the cowboy also ties into, can we talk about the cowboy for a second? Sure. Who's introduced getting off of a bus. Yeah. I think, it's all, he only appears in silhouette, right? Black, like metal tipped boots. Yeah. Is it the guy from Friday the 13th? As I was going to say, I think it's Creighton Duke. Is it Creighton Duke? <laughs> I think it's Creighton Duke. Although, you know, he's actually a white guy. Okay. But, yeah, no, like, that's why in my head I got, I would get f- 
Halloween Five. Mm. And I remember when you got confused yeah. when we covered Jason Goes to Hell. Jason Goes to Hell. I would yeah. get these two movies confused in my head because they both have dark clothed cowboys. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> it makes, I mean, the balls on on them to just be like, yeah, we are just setting up the next movie. Yeah. They don't even make an attempt to wrap no. this up. No. Michael Myers will return in. <laughs> yeah. But it's not just Michael Myers. It'd be one thing if the movie just ends where it's like, there's going to be another Halloween sequel. You know it. Cause mm-hmm. this guy's not dead, but it's like, they fully introduce a mysterious character in the last three minutes, and they're like, you'll find out who this guy is in the next, next movie. One, yeah. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, so in that Halloween podcast to keep bringing up, really should check it out. It's uh-huh. very good. Um, Sam Zimmerman, I believe his name, he's like a programmer for Shudder, or like a VP of programming. Okay. Or something. He was like, this is one of my favorite and I'm like, no, 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 no. Are people pushing for this one to be the good one? Uh-huh. Like, no, that's no. I will not stand for that. This is not a good one. This I think is not good. It was a little bit of it was a big reach, but I want to say that I applied for that guy's job. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was it was something that came across my radar a few years ago when I still had a little more cachet in terms of the work that I had been doing. Sure. Sure. And, uh, they were looking for somebody to like help with programming and stuff for shutter. And I was like, well, I'm not qualified for this job, but I'd love to do it. Sure. Yeah. And, and like, I can at least be like, Hey, I work at Buzzfeed. That's a thing. And yeah. Yeah. Shutter. Give us jobs. Right. Um, yeah. Shutter. We will come work for you. We do not think this is one of the best Halloween movies. No. Um, we want to talk about another one of the mortal sins of this this film, which sounds like, again, it was a little bit of a thing coming from the director, but just the one rule of Michael Myers is that you don't humanize him. Uh-huh. Like, and obviously, like, you know, people shit on Rob Zombie a lot, I think, pretty casually for, like, giving us too much backstory on Michael Myers, but he doesn't try to make Michael sympathetic, he just gives him a backstory. Yeah. He explains how you become a monster like this. But this fucking bullshit with, like, the tear and calling him uncle and Loomis's gambit at the end to, like, she'll make the rage go away yeah. and, like, put down the knife. Mike, Like, Michael Myers doesn't think about putting down the knife. No. That is not what this character does. He's a shark. Yes. Um, I like how rough Loomis is with Jamie. <laughs> the movie just like throwing her around, like, "No, you're gonna be bait for me." The movie is unpleasant to watch because it's just so much of this young girl being crying. treated like shit and crying and upset and chased around, and it's just like it's brutal in a not remotely entertaining way for yeah. me. Uh, I should also note that I like fully fell asleep watching this movie. <laughs> this did you the... like go? Did you bother going back? And oh yeah, I went back and, and yeah. finished it today. But like, truly a kill streak first. Like wow. Like after the chase, the car chase scene ended, and they're all just like in the woods, like getting ready to leave, and then doing the setting up the trap at the Myers house. It's yeah. just like a bunch of fucking nothing. Yeah. And I I fell asleep and. 
was awoken by Kenda. And I was like, I'll finish this shit tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so something was in the water this year. Okay. This was the year that yeah. Halloween 5 came out. Mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Yeah. Dream Child came out. Okay. And Jason Takes Manhattan. All I, all came out the same year. All I, were like the worst received in the series yeah. and lowest grossing. Well, this is the beginning of that famous fallow period of horror. Yeah. Which is, I feel like in most people's minds, it doesn't really end in until 96 when Scream comes out. Mm-hmm. But this is like, I mean, it definitely feels like this is that era of shitty scores like i've talked about this is the mpaa just yeah. coming down so fucking hard on Bad these movies violence, yeah yeah so it's like all the kills suck they're like devoid of like they don't have like even the good nude scenes and sex scenes yeah, that you yeah. would get you know in the earlier 80s they're stuff. all spinning their wheels trying to come up with new ideas for the series yeah i mean that's the thing with this movie is like i guess you could say it's not just a retread of the previous ones but it also, like, it doesn't have any, it doesn't commit to any of the stuff that it's doing either. No. It's like, I am, now that we are get wrapping up talking about these two movies back to back, like, I'm truly frustrated by this, like, Cult of Thorn stuff. Because my whole Buckle thing... Buckle up, baby. Yeah, my but no, but not because, like, I feel like I'm going to be less angry at six, because it has to explain what the fuck they're even dicking like they're like dancing around a thing for yeah. two movies yeah and i'm like put it in the movie or don't like that's kind of my perspective on it yeah where it's like this is the th- second movie of the thorn trilogy it's like this is a fuck like it's yeah sure it might be a trilogy <laughs> to call there were it three movies that came out yeah yeah the thorn trilogy what a thorn movie this is <sighs> the first one thorn is such a such a important part of the of the of part four. I'm gonna look it up to see if somebody has the Halloween thorn tattoo. Somebody must. Because <laughs> um, like who's who who is? Yeah, Thrawn. Uh, my other notes. Um, yeah, what I think I said all of them. Every cop seems like he's grooming Jamie. Uh, <laughs> Tina's performance is a mess. Michael is oh, yeah, an expert stunt driver now. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that when he pretend. Well, we you described yeah. it. He pretends to be Tina's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like stops at the store for her. Yeah. Oh, I said Micah shot the store that they stop at <laughs> is this cookie store. It's like slutty cookies. It's like uh, in the picture is I took a screenshot of it. Mm-hmm. It's called Giant Cookies. <laughs> There's like a blonde bombshell with like cookies over her tits. Yeah, and a real tr- a, a real taste treat is <laughs> what the fuck store is this? Yeah, um, mask. Is it uh, the same level of bad as four? Is it worse? It's. it's I think it's a no. I think I think four is a little worse actually. Okay. This one leave, feels a little more lived in, but it looks like it looks like a cross between Nick Cage yeah. and Mark Zuckerberg. I'm just so confused as to like. You read this stuff. Okay, so the first thing, like, I mean, and this is just, like, production notes from Wikipedia, but they talk about the mask, 
And they're basically just saying, like, yeah, so they considered, like, going to, like, using the original mask, but then it was, like, oh, it was long gone. And it's, like, it's just a fucking... Make another one. It's a William... Like, first of all, I can walk into any goddamn Halloween store in the state and purchase a Michael Myers mask that looks like the mask from the first one. Yeah. How do you end up making this mask that doesn't look like the fucking Michael Myers mask? Just, yeah. Just fucking look at a picture and make a new one. <laughs> or just get a fucking cast of my... Apparently that came from a movie where like uh, mm. Shatner had a cast of his head made. And they Interesting. Just made they just had extra... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, you can't get another one of those. I know for a fact that you can. You know? Yeah. It's like all they needed to do was go into like whatever the fucking crazy cinema magic, like Cinema Secrets. That store has been there since the fucking 80s. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you they have, they had a Michael Myers mask in stock that was like $150, like a really nice one. They could have bought and put on Don Shanks and it would have looked better than this mask. Yeah, it's bad. Also, Michael has dark hair in this one. In the other movies, he's like lighter hair. Yeah. Oh, we forgot the one scene where he has blonde hair in part four. Yeah. Just the single scene in the school. Oh, it's in the school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It's really hard for me to think of things that didn't frustrate me about this movie. No. and that, So, to kind of tie it back to my thoughts on four, I'm pretty sure I saw these, like, back to back sure yeah and the 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 contrast was so stark between the two that's like that's another reason why i think i like four so much yeah it's like that five sucks well and that's kind of yeah i was dancing around yeah that, you were yeah yeah where it was like yeah this movie when i watched four i was like i wasn't very good and then i watched five and i was like well four was a lot better than that yeah, yeah. like that was my takeaway from this movie <laughs> was just me thinking like well four was a lot better so i guess four couldn't have been as bad as i thought it was because this movie fucking sucks and that movie was not as bad yeah so. teen is a babe though oh yeah teen is a babe super cute uh you want to talk about deaths or do you have any any yeah, final thoughts no not really i'll if i if they come to me i'll talk about them in my merry fuck kill does tina die does Tina die? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. she does. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So we got that old river coot with the parrot who, who nurses Michael back mm-hmm. to health only to be killed by his ward. Uh, we got Rachel. Wait, I'm sorry. I, don't, I just... Tina... What happened? Does she... Does it she says she sacrificed herself, right? But I don't. I didn't read it as sacrificed her life. I don't remember what happened. She gets to Tina. stabbed, but I felt like it was like set up to be a non-fatal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stab. That's what you're right. That's why I didn't write it down uh-huh. because like now nah, it doesn't seem like that would kill her. Yeah, because she's still like really writhing s- around on the ground and screaming, and then the kids run off. Yeah, and then we never see her again. Right, right? and then the cops just show up, and we never see Tina again. Or, uh, this know. is indicative of what a mess this movie is. This is like really confusing in many, many parts. Yeah, and also the house is boring and it looks like shit. It's looks so different too. Yeah, it doesn't look anything like the Myers house. No. Anyways, um, we get Rachel who should have been in Tina's role. I'm assuming it had to do with money and contracts. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we got Mikey. 
uh, Tina's boyfriend. And Rachel, by the way, that was the kill that you were talking about. Where yes, yes, she was yes. supposed to get scissors in the mouth, and then she bitched about it. And yeah, then, so she just stabbed in the chest. In the chest, uh, Mikey gets like stabbed in the head with like a reiki thing. Not a reiki like in crystals, but a rake like <laughs> thing. Yeah, he doesn't actually stab him. He just like hovers right over his head and he uh, dies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how Reiki gives works. him a heart attack. Um, Tina's, uh, I guess like, what's the guy's name? Sticks? Is that what he said his name? Spitz. Is? Spitz. Spelled exactly the same way as uh, the uh, the hip sort of the uh, kebab, kebab place, place <laughs> here in LA. Yeah. Uh, Spitz by Pitchfork. A bunch of cops. Yeah. Cops who gets his head smashed. Uh, Deputy Charlie, we didn't bring him up. Uh, He's played by Troy. Uh, Roger Pedactor from. Uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, immediately when you see him, you're like, oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Also, when Spitz got killed, also the Sam. Sam. Oh, yeah. I didn't write her down. Yeah. They get murdered back to back because she gets her head, head cut, off. cut off. Yeah. Um, Loomis for now. And Michael? No. He gets away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's it. I might probably miss somebody. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Who cares? What was your favorite? <laughs> um... I don't have a favorite. No. Because this movie is terrible. So instead, I want to I'm going to I'm going to select the death that I think is the most emblematic of this movie, which is so this is like my uh dishonorable sure, okay. uh award goes to Dr. Loomis, the only remaining character from the original Halloween, the biggest actor in the movie who maybe dies. It's hard to say. It's not even clear what happens to him. He's just wailing on Michael with a piece of wood, and then he moans and falls on top Ah, of him. Yeah. And his eyes are still open, and then it cuts away, and then we are in a different scene. And it's like, okay, I guess he died, or maybe he didn't. Uh, Wikipedia says he has a stroke. There's nothing in the movie to clarify that. No, what happened to him. Um, I rewound it. I am not joking four times and watched it over again because I was like, I turned the captions on. I was like, did I miss a line? It's like, no, it's just confusing and poorly shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think for me, I like Mikey getting his that rake thing. The rake thing is fun. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Who gives a mm-hmm. shit? Uh, things that didn't age well in this movie. I'll go first because mm-hmm. I thought of one, okay. which is more than I usually do. <laughs> Mikey's sunglasses. <laughs> They're like little tiny John Lennon things that don't yeah. look good. He's an asshole too. He's that an guy asshole. shows up in some other stuff. He must be He's in like at a least fake one other Richard Belzer movie. Yeah, and also confusingly looks a lot like one of the doofy deputies. Yes, uh, but the one who looks like he has a bunch of prosthetics on his face. Yeah, um, those fucking guys. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, that music and it, yeah. Uh, but the thing that I I texted Eric about this. There is a sequence where Jamie is running through the children's hospital when Michael shows up there to come after her. Mm-hmm. And it's like sort of a daytime thing, I think, if my memory serves. But either way, she goes running around the hospital and it's just shot like a bad late 80s music video. And at one point, uh-huh. there's like a steam vent 
completely unexplained and it's not real steam and it's just like shooting down from the ceiling and there's light going through it like a stage like it looks like somebody's gonna come out and like solo yeah um and it's like and then there's all this shitty handheld in it and it's just yeah there's like really bad kinetic camera work that's like unmotivated there's a ton of i want to say it's not fully handheld it's like steady camera panaglide but the but the person holding the camera is moving way too fast yeah so it just feels like like you said like too kinetic it's like it feels over cranked yeah yeah and like most of the movie is poorly directed but that particular sequence i was like yeah this feels like like a white snake video or something (laughs) um and so that's my that's my things that age poorly uh and then finally how scary is this movie this movie's not scary two yeah yeah i can get behind that what else did this director do nothing after no I don't remember the last time I was this indignant about a movie. That's you're you really are just like pulling the the like parachute right now. Like, Fuck no, get out of here, get out, get out. It's a bunch of uh, you know yeah, a bunch of a oh, red shoe diaries. Oh yeah, wow. The Omen Four, The Awakening, Oof. Night Angel. I don't know if that is. Yeah, it, the thing that got that started his career was called After Darkness. Apparently, it, like some people liked it. It won some awards and stuff. It stars John Hurt. Wow, look at look at the poster for this one. Private Lessons. Private Lessons is just a straight up naked butt. It's just a butt. Butt Lessons. Um, I'd rather watch that than this piece of shit. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. What? You know what this movie reminded me of? What? Graveyard Shift 2, The Understudy. A little bit. Oh, in yeah, terms of sure. style. Yeah, yeah. It has similar style. At Although I think sh- that movie had better style. Yeah. <laughs> I almost fell asleep during that movie too. So they all they have that in common. It was common. boring. <laughs> it was boring as shit. Uh, when are we doing Legend of Hillbilly Jim? Uh, it's coming up, right? I yeah, guess it, probably. It, I want to say not next week, but the week week after. after. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Mary fuck kill. Oh, kill. <laughs> yeah. Why, why belabor it? Right. This is the first one of the Halloween series, though. Mm-hmm. For I think for either of us, right? Yep. But yeah, this is. I. I mean, it's such a slam dunk kill. It's just like I. I hope to never watch this movie again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen it twice already. This is my third time. Too many times. Okay. All right. So uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna list the socials, which are mm-hmm. you can write to us. At killstreakpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Leave us a voicemail. You can follow the directions in the show notes wherever you listen to our podcast. Um, rate and review us on iTunes, too. We, we say that. Do it to it. it. Do it to it. We'd really enjoy it. It would we'd help us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on these two movies, um, be they positive or negative. All right, so next week we're going to be covering... Um, Halloween Six, mm-hmm. the Curse of Michael Myers. That's right. Um, so I'm going to make this pledge. I'm going to watch the theatrical version of it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to watch the producer's cut, which I have. Yeah, maybe we can watch it together. I don't know. That Our schedules are kind of fucked. Yeah. We'll see. I'd like that. Yeah, and just to clarify, so like we had said at one point to ourselves, it's like okay, so we'll do four as its own episode, and then we'll do five and six, but then it clearly. Like it quickly became clear that like four and five are the ones that belong paired together. Yeah, it's like the same cast; they're a year apart. So p- 
part six here, which doesn't have a sixth in the title. It's just called The Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah. It comes out, I think, six years later. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, this is the one with Paul Rudd in it. That's its big claim to fame. Yeah, his first movie. Yeah. Um, So this one, if I'm not mistaken, if you happen to subscribe to Paramount Plus, is currently available to stream there. Otherwise, you can rent it uh, on all of the regular... Um, I'm streaming. curious. I wonder which version it is. It's yeah. probably just the standard. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So to be clear, we are going back to a single movie next week, and then the next two weeks after that, you will get double episodes like this one, as we will be pairing up H2O and Resurrection together two weeks from today, and then a week after that, we will be covering the two. Rob Zombie movies. And then finally, we will have a single episode dedicated to David Gordon Green's 2018 Halloween. And we will wrap up the series with uh, a viewing of the as yet to be released Halloween Kills. So looking forward to that. That is a, that's going to be a fun kill streak first, a brand new movie. I'm making a horrified face. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I don't know if this is to be trusted. Okay. But the. Uh, <laughs> The theatrical cut of The Curse of Michael Myers is 88 minutes. Nice. And then the runtime, at least on Amazon, uh, on the producer's cut, is an hour and 58 minutes. I have it here. I should look at the box. I yeah. don't know. That's a different cut. Are you gonna, <laughs> yeah, that's a very different cut. What is that? That's 118. So that's, that's like 20 more minutes. 30 more minutes. 30 more minutes. Holy shit. I don't know. That can't be right. That can't be yeah. right. We'll see. We'll research. We'll get back to you. Um, but yeah, join us next week for Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, 1995. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm going to go take a long, hot shower now <laughs> just to wash the stink off. And as always, I prayed that he would burn in hell, but in my heart, I knew that hell would not have him.